Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everybody, welcome back to This Week in Marketing show, also known as the Twim show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news, updates and analysis in the digital marketing space from the week of October 19, 2020. Today we are going to first start off with Instagram. Instagram plans to crack down on rule-breaking influencers and introduces new options uh, including IGTV ads. So let me break it down in terms of what that all means. First of all, uh, there was a research done in the United Kingdom and where they found out that a lot of influencers were breaking the rules uh, of Instagram and by not disclosing that they were paid post Instagram, aka Facebook saw that report and they said they are going to start cracking down hard on people who are doing that. So if you are someone who is getting paid to uh, promote a product, make sure you are, you know, uh, mentioning that in your Instagram, along with, you know, even even if you're not getting the money, if you're paying someone, make sure you do that because the last thing you want to do is get banned or get kicked out of the platform. And this also highlights, you know, what's at stake for the platform itself. They don't want up, they want the platform to be a safe zone for individuals to conduct business check things and not be able to always suspect things like oh is this is this paid or is this not paid and things like that okay moving on so the other options instagram introduces are number one is monetization option in for live videos as well as igtv ads uh you know again the platform itself wants to stay relevant they are trying very hard to not only like you know allow options uh, for more creators and we've seen this if you're following this show you've seen this more and more this of this is coming up uh, ever since the pandemic came across and all the platforms are doing it whether it's Google Instagram TikTok things like that they're creating avenues for not only creators to create but also giving creators an incentive to create on the platform now that the competition is really heating up between tiktok instagram youtube snapchat pinterest you know someone's like and everyone's gonna make money and igtv ads you know there's that basically means it's more inventory for anyone who's advertising so that's a great uh that's a great angle for there itself now the other thing that really came out cool and actually i've been seeing it on instagram and i didn't realize what it was until it came out it's like you know now we can do product tags for ads in preparation for holiday season right so oftentimes i've seen that you know I would see a photo and there would be this button on that photo like an, I wouldn't say a button but a dot and if I click on it I could see the product and the price and clicking on that it took me directly to the product page uh, sometimes it's directly it's on Instagram shop or sometimes it would be in like you know their the products brands product uh, product shop which is on non uh, Facebook Instagram platform what Instagram is saying is now we could run ads on Instagram and we could actually do that using the same format. So say if someone is like, you know, say I'm selling T-shirts and, you know, 
and then running an ad, I could actually have someone who is interested in the thing. They could actually click on it and see the price and then click on it and actually buy on Instagram itself or go off to the website and complete the transaction. This itself, I believe, is, is very powerful in terms of how this is going to all work out. And actually, I got to give it to Facebook slash Instagram for actually coming up um, with this uh, option. With that, let's move on to the next update. <clears throat> next update again, you know, we just covered about Instagram cracking down on people who are promoting, you know, sponsored promoting products without mentioning that this is a sponsored product or someone is getting paid either i'm getting paid to promote this product similarly facebook is cracking down on fake engagement peddlers and in, in fact actually you know even though it says facebook it's actually for cup four businesses that got sued by facebook this week and when i read i think two of them were directly promoting uh inauthentic inauthentic uh likes and engagement for new brands on instagram one was called instagram or gram boost or something like that i don't remember the name exactly because you know i think that's beyond the point uh, why i'm covering this again folks is that facebook is under a lot of pressure and facebook wants to make sure it keeps its platform clean and it will do that it's a multi-billion dollar business so they are going to go to any maybe more trillion dollar business right if we aggregate all the income that are they're going to get in the future as well so they are not going to risk it just because you know you are doing something sh shitty and they have the firepower they have the willpower they have the deep pocket stay away from that uh, from all the shady things you do or hiring things because you know all it will do is give you a quick win a cheap win and get you a lot of pain down the road whether you're buying it or whether you're selling engagement either way you're going to be regretting it so stay away from it folks it, it's not worth it okay next up we have um, updates on facebook again um, but more on the whatsapp angle uh, basically what facebook slash whatsapp say that you know because they have more than 2 billion active users uh, and they keep in touch with all these things 175 million people use it for business purpose on whatsapp business account what what, what they're doing is they're launching up three products number one shopping payments customer service on whatsapp and you know you may not have seen this but i have seen or experienced this when i was in china a few years ago but this is like taking a page out of the wechat app you know if you know this chinese app which we may not know because you know we usually don't use it in the us but in a, it's very popular in uh, china and what they do is through wechat it's like a one super app you can do a lot of things now facebook wants to monetize whatsapp because whatsapp has been free for the longest time so they're creating a lot of stuff around the, in the WhatsApp ecosystem for business accounts. In and all, I will tell you, it's still at its very infancy, but what it is doing is they're playing it towards this thing called conversational commerce, where, you know, me, if I'm interested in, in a business, I could message them on WhatsApp uh, and I can actually look at the options. They can send me. It's like interacting with a salesperson, but through WhatsApp. That's how I would put in. And I could even complete the transaction on WhatsApp. And one thing Facebook also no, uh, mentioned here is that, you know, they are creating a hosting solution for businesses. Now, that's interesting, right? They haven't mentioned a whole lot of it. They just touched on it a little bit. So what 
again, from my standpoint, what I feel and what they're doing is they are creating an ecosystem for businesses because Facebook is realizing and they're going to charge for WhatsApp business as well. So they're realizing you know, they can only go so far through ad revenue, right? They need to create and that's the bread and butter, which is great. Google's bread and butter at one up until one point was only ad revenue. Then they diversified. They have cloud offering. They have email services, business solutions, things like that. And Facebook is actually doing that all slowly as well. So don't be surprised. I mean, you know, that, you know, they're doing this, they're creating business solutions, uh, they're creating hosting solutions, uh, they're doing payments and things like that. So folks, uh, it's something to know. I mean, you know, I know people who are listening to this show, they are probably more in the marketing angle. So from the marketing angle, this is good. Uh, If this is a paid option that's coming through Facebook, you know, it's targeting small businesses primarily, but it could be businesses of any size. What matters is that, you know, if you're a business and if you have the power, uh, definitely go get into the uh, WhatsApp business accounts and just interact with people who would not otherwise be interacting with you. With that, let's go to the next one. And I do not know what it is. I mean, we are on TikTok again. Uh, TikTok is now starts to uh, label misleading content and, you know, and will also notify users when their videos are taken down. But it seems like there is a theme, general theme going on uh, in the U.S. or with all social media, with the election around that, you know, it's just like people are, uh, all the platforms are really like, you know, labeling things and whatnot. But I've seen the video, the demo of misleading content. I think that's good. It's a, a step direction in the right, uh, it's a step in the right direction absolutely right Uh, what i want to talk to you about today or dig a little bit deeper is tiktok will notify users when videos are taken down what tiktok moderators have seen is like you know someone posts a video that goes against the community rule they get taken down they get upset they do not know why it was getting down it was all in the dark they're going to go you know uh, create another video that has the same issue Again, it goes up, again, it gets down, and that's where people are, users, creators are getting pissed off. And TikTok being TikTok, which is like, you know, again, under a lot of pressure, and they want to do the things right and not be like Facebook, who still, after like all these years, like after 10 plus years, they still remove content without telling what it is. They just give you a vague idea. TikTok realized, you know what? When we take it out, we're going to tell you why we took it out so that you don't repeat the same mistake because they don't want to kick off users. They want to. They want to keep their creators, they keep users as much as possible. And obviously, if you're violating it, that's a different thing. But, you know, uh, that's a step in the right direction as well for TikTok. Plus bonus points for TikTok for doing this the right way. Thank you, TikTok. Uh, I didn't think I would ever get to say thank you to you guys, but it's actually good. Um, let's move on to the next one, which is again on TikTok, but it's actually a little bit touching on that. You know, earlier in our show, we covered like, you know, uh, TikTok was banned in Pakistan when we were talking about getting TikTok getting banned in the US, which is the case is still pending in the court, in the US courts. But that's a good news. I mean, getting unbanned in Pakistan because TikTok has about 20 million monthly active users in Pakistan. So definitely it was hitting their revenues in some way, shape and form. So that's good. Uh, What I really want to touch on again on this second part of the thing is like, you know, I I realized, you know, there are people who are creating meaningful content on TikTok. Right. Uh, And I saw this list. I found this list of nine amazing TikTokers who are creating educational content. And one of the person actually is teaching a lot about um, 
you know financial inv- investment stock market there's a guy uh, who, who goes by the name of Hank Green one and you know he already had a YouTube account he had a large YouTube audience but he decided to launch his TikTok account towards a younger generation and his main theme is around chemistry right I watched a few of these uh, you know um, videos uh, and he genuinely he comes across as someone who's very passionate about what he's doing uh, but you know and also people are also seeing a lot of saying thank you to him because of him they're graduating but where this is all going is like if you had wiped if you had written off tiktok saying oh this is a very uh you know fun fancy platform then i think we're wrong and i probably touched on it in the last show or the show before last show where i said you know we at market and grow we are going to plan to release our program on tiktok uh, that's a plan we we are working on. It's just like, you know, we are a small venture, so it takes time for us to do it, you know, but we are getting there as well because I think there is um, uh, there is uh, substance in there. And, you know, usually being early on the platform has its advantages, so we should go. With that, let's move on to the next one. We are on to Twitter. Uh, quick update to Twitter, and uh, Twitter basically updated their ad manager and what they're doing is they're taking again a page out of Google's ad manager where you know in Google if you're creating ads you could actually see in real time how your ad is going actually look going to look like on the user end right again Facebook also has that so I guess Facebook copied it from Google now Twitter is like you know we're gonna do that well why am I covering this in this show is because Twitter is making easier and efficient for us to create ads on Twitter ads manager, which basically means they are investing on the platform, which basically also means that, you know, this is something a worthwhile platform. In fact, you know, Twitter, I I think there is, it's a worthwhile platform, you know, I mean, you know, they do have uh, three different um, ads categories, but, you know, not going a little bit too deeper into the, you know, stuff. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's a good platform. Stay on it. Okay, moving on. Next, we have Google Shopping, where Google is telling us they're going to help us to they're going to help us to find the best deal. And how are they going to do that? Well, what they're going to do, you know, back, first of all, their Google Shopping was a game changer, right? Uh, they wanted to. I think they launched it in the summer, right after the pandemic came around. They realized that you know, they people are searching for products and they actually come to Google for search. So why not be in the hub of all the shopping things? And now what they're realizing is that, you know, they're one, people are often getting fleeced by bad sellers. And Google wants to put a stop to it. Is now is basically now Google is now rolling out a price insights too. These insights are going to use data, data mined from a lot of different online shops and outlets so that you can be told whether the price you are being offered is low or high. It's like, you know, if you go to bing.com and check for flight tickets, at least it used to be. I do not know what happened during the pandemic. It used to tell me, give me some, like if I wanted to go from Washington, D.C. to Vegas, it would say, you know what, given the historical trend, prices are supposed to go up, prices are supposed to go down, or maybe it's the best time to go buy. It would just give me an added confidence. Now, this is not like buying a plane ticket. This is more about, you know, doing, buying, say, a computer, buying a monitor, buying something. But Google knows that. Google has the data. Right. So it's a it's a step in the right direction. 
at the same time i think it's just going to be putting a lot of pressure on the small shops unless they figure out a way to create bundles value bundles and you know really set themselves apart so that when now google's ai cannot really tell them whether it's a good deal or a bad deal but anyway i'll leave that on to you but the thing good news is as a buyer as a shopper we have this thing rolling out of google and we would be able to uh, leverage that now moving on while still on the google landscape is like you know obviously you probably have heard or if not i will just tell you is like the u.s government has planned is planning to, or has filed an antitrust lawsuit against google saying you know they have massive uh, market share search market share and they're you know basically putting all the smaller players out of market Again, we will let the federal government, the court system figure it out. It's going to be a very lengthy and interesting battle just because both sides have deep pockets. Of course, you know, I think the U.S. government uh, has unlimited money and, you know, resources. So does Google. So it's just going to be like, who's going to win? Usually the federal government doesn't file a lawsuit against an entity or a person, especially in high profile case, unless they know for sure they're going to win right that's a u.s government's probably usually has been like you know hey if we're going to sue someone and someone the size of google a trillion dollar company we gotta make sure we are winning because if not we're going to go through the court and if we lose it's just going to create a bad precedent so i would be like they know for sure they can actually uh, create something but what this basically makes an opportunity for us right now that google is under a lot of pressure they're like create they're testing out this thing called um transparency on the search results so like you know they're creating this you you they're saying you know we would be able to see these three dots and we could say about the search result and then they're going to be with through that we can see uh it will give us essentially more information about websites so that we can be sure whether they're legitimate and also know where uh when this search was indexed it's something similar to what Facebook does when you see a Facebook ad on their platform say about this ad and tells you who this ad is targeting, things like that. It doesn't give you a whole lot, but it's just something I think an olive branch extending out to the regulators, to the court system to say, hey, we are trying. But we'll let it play out. For now, the thing is that you know, the trend, there is some transparency in the search results and we'll go and take it from there. With that, uh, the last update from Google here is that uh, Google has shared some updates in the ch changing shopping behaviors. And one thing that really comes out after reviewing this report is that, um, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, this shopping season is expected to be longer than usual this year. Uh, according to Google, 62% of American shoppers are considering starting the holiday shopping earlier this year so that they don't miss out on the stuff and get to avoid large crowds. And also there are reports coming out that, you know, people have to shop and order online if they want things to be arriving on time for Christmas just because of all the things that are happening due to COVID, right? So it's actually a good place good time frame for people in the e-commerce industry for sellers uh just because things are gonna really heat up it's gonna be very fun so you know what i want to tell you is uh you know focus on creating deals and start your holiday shopping uh, campaigns early on do not wait for black friday because by black friday it's going to be too late start early people are already shopping and you don't want to lose customers because you decided to launch your promotions and offer late uh, also one thing google said you know, it's crucial for brands to test the site's interface and user experience before and so that 
online shoppers get to do their holiday shopping without any inconvenience. And Google keeps on touching on that. Just basically means that it is actually a very important area for Google. So please make sure you have a very fast, uh, user-friendly um, website. And the last thing Google said that you know the searches uh, reveal that you know they have available near me searches have increased by more than 100% in the next 12 months uh, or sorry in the last 12 months and while searches for curbside pickup have witnessed excuse me more than 3000% increase worldwide folks so what this basically means is that if you have if you are local right you want to tap into these keywords that's what it is saying it's telling you if you offer curbside pickup, make sure you do that. You mention that so that you show up organically or probably pay for paid search ad campaigns and show up as curbside pickup and available near me because that's what's going to happen. And it seems like people are going to support local businesses. So that's all for here. Uh, take care on this point and you'll be glad you did. Let's move on to the next one, which is our updates to the LinkedIn platforms. Three quick updates. Number one is... LinkedIn mobile app launch stories like I covered it in my last in the previous shows as well. It's like these platforms are copying each other. I mean, I do not know what's the what's the plus of having stories on a LinkedIn mobile app, but I'll leave it as there. Right. Uh, but LinkedIn is also testing or actually it's already there. Direct messaging in during direct messaging. Uh, we can do video chats through, I believe, BlueJeans, Microsoft Teams. And I forgot the third, the name of the third platform. But, you know, now what it is doing is I saw the demo from LinkedIn is I could message you. We can say, hey, let's let's talk, let's do a video chat, and we don't have to go off of the LinkedIn platform. We could actually schedule a call right on that platform, put the date and the calendar and put the conferencing information and just be on that platform. What this is, is a great step for LinkedIn to keep people more on their platform without having to like, you know, because in the past what I've said, you know, we chatted with each other on LinkedIn DMs and then said, let's do a call. And then we would, I would send them an email with an invite and out there we would be off of that platform. So this is a good thing for LinkedIn. The other thing, the third thing they've done is they've updated events and added new video feature there as well. Right. And the, purpose of this updating the event is like now they're saying you can use that to grow your attendees, collect leads from event signups, promote an event with sponsored content and retarget your event attendees. Again, and what LinkedIn is also saying is that in the coming days, in the coming months, they're going to include advanced event analytics, new events ad formats, attendee networking options that help capture the magic of in-person events. Where LinkedIn is going, it's actually taking a little bit a different approach in the event space and really going after Facebook events, right? Because Facebook event has been dominating, but at the same time, uh, you know, Facebook events has not really been that effective just because it's too much noise. One thing I liked about grow your attendees option under for LinkedIn events is that, you know, now they're creating a discovery option where I can discover events that are tailored to my uh taste, I shouldn't say taste, but they're tailored to my interests as well as events that are probably near me. So those are good things from LinkedIn. Uh, stay tuned. Again, LinkedIn is a platform you should probably look into now before it's too late and you'll be glad you did. I mean, you know, if you are on Facebook and you're trying to find a newer, greener pastures, LinkedIn is probably the place you should want to go into right now. 
Okay, last update of our this week is a quick dive into Snapchat's Q3 2020's earnings. Again, this is not a financial, like, you know, stock investing uh, show, so we're not going to get into that. But why I'm covering here is that there are a lot of interesting data points that are coming out of this report, their earnings report. It's one thing is they have managed to add 11 million more daily active users. Now, that's a phenomenal growth for snapchat during the pandemic and now there are about 249 million daily active users an increase of 39 more 39 million users uh, so that's like an 18 percent year over year growth now you know why am i sharing you all these numbers is because just to put things into perspective twitter has about 186 million daily active users so now snapchat while it doesn't get talked about a lot it's actually a bigger platform than twitter uh, but Twitter, we all know because of all the things that are happening, especially President Trump talking on Twitter and doing all the things. Now, uh, Snapchat continues to become a destination for uh, as a discover platform for Gen Z. And, you know, for Gen Zers, you know, it, this is essentially people who are born between 1997 and 2012. And currently there are about 68 million Gen Z uh Gen Zers in the US. <clears throat> of that, Snapchat is saying about more than 40% of that Gen Z population is using Snapchats uh, to watch, find, disc uh, or discover sports content. This is great. Why is because, folks, uh, you are, if you have a product or if you are marketing towards any, anyone between the age of 8 to 23, that's the platform for you to target in addition to Facebook, in addition to everything else, right? Instagram, that's given. Maybe this is where you want to look into, <clears throat> you are thinking of, hey, Facebook's great, but Facebook is unreliable because my accounts get shut down, my accounts get banned, and my ads get flagged for no reason, I don't get anything else, I'm frustrated, I need something else. Folks, here is Snapchat, Twitter, or sorry, TikTok, right? These are the two platforms. Test it out. You'll be, you'll be, you need to find greener pressures or else what's the option? You're going to give up your business? I don't think so. So the other thing is like, you know, Snapchat is doing is they're doing in originals <clears throat> with Kevin Hart. Uh, they, this is an unscripted series. They're calling Coach Kev. Why am I sharing this? Because I watched the first one. It seems pretty good. A very motivational, inspiring uh, Snapchatters to live the best lives through the burst of inspiration, positivity and wisdom. Again, what Snapchat is trying to do is trying to solve a problem that pretty much no one else is seeming to solve, which is here we have eight, age 8 through 23. Let's bring them to Snapchat. Let's tell them. Let's give them dose of inspiration. Let's keep them on the same because someday they're going to grow up. Someday they're going to go into something else. And if they grow, with this, grow up with this platform, they are going to stay with, on this platform. So that's the... the that's the I think the MO that Snapchat has. Um, so overall, Snapchat used to be a platform where you know this was all about you know sending texts that would disappear and that have really pivoted nicely into something else. We have seen Snapchats, you know, features like stories got copied over, and now LinkedIn even has Snapchat <laughs> LinkedIn stories. So and that's something you know I think uh, Snapchat has been able to really uh, mitigate that you know and build something different while everyone else seems to be copying each other 
with that let's move on to the last one already folks uh, that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything you need to be in the know if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles and if you enjoyed this episode of uh, this week in marketing please make sure you give us a thumbs up and follow us on our social media pages once again this is your host Sajid Islam signing off until next week au revoir thank you for tuning in this week it was a pleasure to serve you all Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.